<laughs> Alexis, meet for the very first time, Justin. Hello, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Okay, I'm Wendy. I'm Miguel. Nice Miguel, to nice to meet you. Deep breath. We got this. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. We got this. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? I hope you guys aren't too mad. Apologies for the delay. Let's just yes, start I'll, off with you that. You guys understand. Unfortunately, John wasn't here. He was away for work. And it was impossible to even record online so we waited because we wanted to make sure that this episode sounds good yes because it was a good one this was a good episode this was the first time in a long time we haven't watched it together so i don't even have any idea how you're feeling Mm. or what you're thinking because a lot of times you guys know we don't talk about it before recording but i can tell whether you're laughing or cringing i can kind of tell how you feel (laughs) about a certain thing but We weren't watching it together. We haven't talked about it. So I'm just as curious as you guys probably are Mm -hmm. as to Teresa's thoughts. Not not only that we haven't talked about it. We haven't really talked at all, guys. John just got home and we were recording. This is what I call dedication, bitches. I I watched, full disclosure, if I'm a little low energy, it's because I watched, I split it up into two. I watched this episode in two parts because I watched the first part from 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. last night. And then I woke up this morning before traveling back home and I watched the second part so that when I got home moments ago, we'd be ready to, to record. How did you watch from 1 to 2? A.m.? Yeah. Physically, how did I watch or technically, how did I watch? Mentally. Oh, mentally? Because I wanted to see what was going on. I, I'm <laughs> curious about this show, Teresa. Come on. But I, All I, right. I mean, guys, dedication. Am I right? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Got a trusty tea in front of me and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. But yeah, so sorry. Apologies for the delay. But you guys understand. You guys sent some words of encouragement saying you, you, you do what you got to do. And we're looking forward to it whenever it drops. And we don't delay too often. We don't no, think but so. unfortunately, shit happens, guys. We all know that. Yes. We all been there, done that. We're all so. busy. We're all busy. I think that we the, all are people. The craziest part or the trickiest part, I should say, is that we started all this podcasting during the pandemic. And so we had nothing going on. We could have probably covered 10 shows when we started because we were sitting home all day, every day True. on the weekends, not traveling. And now that things are getting back to normal, well, we have responsibilities we have to take care of and so it gets a little bit trickier but enough of that let's we delayed long enough we made people wait long enough let's get into it well it's a little little bit of a delay here for some (laughs) housekeeping (laughs) i'm like are we skipping that today no but we'll go very quick follow us on instagram at married to reality pod because that's where we announced the delay that's where we always announce the delays so make sure you're following the instagram at married to reality pod for other reasons too Yes, just for (laughs) general news, memes, all that sort of thing. Message us. It's a good time. Another big thing I don't want to gloss over this is the Patreon because this is is the time. This is a good time to get on that Patreon because the single life comes out this week. Mm -hmm. And we're covering that if you haven't heard. And also, Love is Blind After the Altar is premiering September 16th, so the end of the week. 
And we're going to throw that up on the Patreon too. So a great time to get on the Patreon, the Cousins Club and the Family Affair level. We'll get both of those things. Yes. Family Affair gets video versions of the podcast and also a bonus, an extra bonus episode every month. So get on that Patreon, patreon.com slash married to reality. You've said it all. All right. And thank you for the reviews. And make sure you're following the podcast wherever you listen. That way, whether we drop an episode on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you will get it without having to think about it. It's so easy to follow the podcast. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as this crazy Ben and Morgan drool. <laughs> It was just as awkward watching, watching it alone at 1 a.m. by myself in a hotel room. It was just as awkward as that preview we saw a week ago. Yeah. I, I was still like, how is this? Ha- what transpired? I'm so confused, but I'm so engaged because it's to me, it's unlike anything we've ever seen on Married at First Sight. I have so many questions. All right. Well, I think we should save them till the end. Of okay. the of the couples because let's just let's save the best for last. Let's be honest here. Let's jump in with another favorite of mine. Actually, maybe my favorite couple. I think my favorite couple. Let's do it. Let's talk about Kristen and Mitch. So just let's set the stage. If you guys don't watch this season, but you kind of know the construct of the show, it's one month in. So everyone's celebrating their one month anniversaries. Yes. Okay. One month. Big, big deal for everyone. But Morgan and Ben, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> We're starting with Kristen and Mitch. Kristen is candle making with her friend Zoe. Yes. Interesting. Interesting class. I would do it. You can do it at home. I've done it so many times. You made candles? When I was a kid, I was a very handy kid. Here's my question about candle making. Because I'm not a candle for the visual purpose. You get oils. You knew I was going to say the scent. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a candle for scent for scent purposes, and yeah, how do you? Let's make candles. Let's let's do candle making class with some wine and some whiskey. Of course, yeah. Okay, but so they're <laughs> Kristen's making candles with Zoe, and they're talking about the relationship so far, obviously, and Kristen is, for whatever reason, very positive. Very positive. Until she says, but I feel a little conflicted right now. And uh, you know why? Because it's the whole flipping houses thing when Mitch wasn't supportive. Here's my big question about the house flipping thing. She tells Zoe like, oh, Mitch wasn't supportive of my dream. Is this actually her dream? Is this a dream? It seems more like a recent idea she's had. She's 32, I think. She works in a completely separate field. And now she's like, this is my dream to flip houses. My husband's not supportive of my dream. I don't buy that it's your dream. I buy that maybe you watched an HGTV show and you're like, that looks fun. Be my own boss. I don't, I think, think, this is, I don't think this is her dream. I think it can be her dream. No, no, no. You either, have, you either have a dream or you don't. It's not like one day this will be my dream. Well, my dream job, I know it for the fact that I will never do Right? But um, I love my actual job. Do you want to share your dream job? My is dream job like is... raising seals or something? Yes. <laughs> it's taking care of, a, of seals. Okay, but that's... But I don't have the education. I don't have a seal to take care of. But it's currently your dream job. It's currently my dream job, So yeah. this is either Kristen's dream or it's not her dream. Whether, whether it's something she achieves 5, 10, 15 years from now or not, I don't 
actually think in this moment it's her current dream. It seems like it's just something she came up with, and now she's putting all of her emotion into it. I and don't getting- think so. I think it's her dream job, and it's unlike mine. It's actually doable, but her husband isn't supportive. I feel like if I told you, hey... I'm really going to do this. I'm going to get another degree in marine biology and I'm going to raise seals. Yeah. I think you would or take care of seals. I think you would be like, sure. Of course. Go for it. You would be supportive. I would be. I would be supportive if you did in a sustainable way. (laughs) The thing with Kristen when she talks to Zoe about her relationship is she goes, married life, this is as good as I ever thought it could be. And then Zoe goes, oh, so it's a good match. And Kristen's like, well, I don't know if it's a good match. So how can it be a great marriage? How can marriage be as good as it can be, but not a good match? So I think we've seen her, and I said it on the pod, seen her very happy and very happy that she got Mitch and only Mitch's passions, but she's slowly, because she's been holding back a lot, and oh, she's yeah. gonna she's going to lose it at the end. We'll talk about it, but... She's finally going to get it out because she's been holding back. But you can only hold back for so many things and for so long, right? So she slowly is like, okay, I this is not exactly me. I have a problem with this and this and that. Yeah. And I love that she flipped at the end. But what I love even more is that Mitch was there. He wasn't flipping on her. Sure. He was like, shit. And... Because you weren't here, I actually watched the after party. Mm. And Mitch was How dare on you it. party without me? <laughs> Mitch was on it, and he admitted, he's like, yeah, now watching it, I should have been more supportive. I shouldn't have been such an asshole to her about all these things. That's a good realization Yeah, for we don't know if they're together, but... I think Kristen does a good job at convincing herself that she's happy. I don't think she's actually that happy because she'll go, oh, this is great and this is as good as marriage can be because she's probably convincing herself or telling herself, well, no marriage is 100% happy and so this is as good as it gets because then when there's a follow-up question, oh, so it's a good match, nah, because then now her logic is starting to fall apart. She was trying to convince herself this is a good marriage, but when push comes to shove, she doesn't. I don't think she buys it. I think she buys it to a certain level. I think she's happy with Mitch to a certain level. I think what they need is to accept each other for who they are and let it be. Like she should just, and she does it. She's okay with all his sustainable crap. Right. It's not a crap, guys. I'm also sustainable, but he's too much, right? And then for him, he needs to support her for whatever she wants to do. If it's flipping houses, sure. Like that. That's why, like, she's happy, but... Well, here's the thing. It's easier, it's much easier for her to accept him than him to accept her. Because, of course, we would all support sustainability. We would say, yeah, you do what you got to do. I accept you if you want to just use recyclables and reusables and And not waste. Right. It's easy to support someone in that because it's probably the right thing to do. It's harder for Mitch to to change his way of living or thinking to support her. And so that's why probably she goes, yeah, this is fine. This is a good marriage because she doesn't have to change that much to accept him. But it's not a great match because she's not being accepted. Yes, that's that's true. Uh, I don't know. I think they can make it work, but they will, they'll need more. And I feel like 
they don't even have that many things in common. They have some, right? And that's the thing is, I feel like Mitch isn't trying to find commonalities. Kristen is the one who's trying yeah. to say, let's do a beach cleanup. Let's do a beach picnic. I'll watch you surf. We'll go mm-hmm. to this yoga retreat. She is trying. I mean, he did go to karaoke with her. Okay. So I, I think they're trying. I, I think they're trying. They're both trying. But for her, because she is trying more, it's kind of getting to her. I think so. Right. She feels like I'm putting all this effort in. And yeah. And I think if he said, sure, you want to flip houses? Sounds cool. Um, yeah, you do you. I think she would be happy as a clam. I don't know why people say that, but sure. Happy as a clam. Okay. Not a clam. I don't know. But (laughs) so it's time to go to their getaway. They got to do something with their dog. So Stasha is going to get Luna. Well, she volunteered because Nate wants to get a dog. Yeah. So this is going to be a tryout because Stasha has never had a dog. And I can tell. And I'm glad she hasn't because she's like, you have to take this thing out every day to pee. <laughs> like, and all, Really? <laughs> I did learn something. I, I knew you had to take a dog out at least once a day to pee. I would probably say a few times. but At least three times. Yeah, I would probably at say a few, a few times. I didn't know you had to clean the wrinkle in the pug. Well, certain dogs like the pugs and there are other like bulldogs, all these wrinkly dogs you do, Sharpe. You have to clean their, um, what do you call it? Fur? Yeah. Those. Wrinkles? Yes. Huh. Those wrinkles. You said wrinkle already, so I wasn't oh. sure. Oh. <laughs> it was just not getting to me. <laughs> but yes, you have to. I knew it because when I was a kid, I loved the Sharpay's dog. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? The very, very wrinkly dog. Okay. It's like extremely wrinkly. It's like, it looks old, but it's not. Okay. And then my parents told me that I, A, super expensive dog. B, I would have to clean all the wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, I'm not going to do it for you. We're not buying this dog. We should adopt. And then ha- that's how we got my first dog, Ida. Wrinkle on the plan. But yes, I knew it. You have to clean the wrinkles. Okay. All right. I'll clean your wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. They get to their getaway. They're at this lakeside yoga retreat. It's mm, some Buddhist vibes. And so Mitch is digging it. He got into it. He got very into it. Yeah. And I think she's a yogi. I think she likes yoga. I think it was her idea. Okay. I kind of just assumed it was Mitch's because that seems like a sustainable activity. And so I think it was a thing that they could actually do together. I think she does yoga. At least she looks like a person who does yoga. Yeah, so it was all well and good until Mitch started to grunt too much for Kristen's taste. Yes. <laughs> his his, like, re- um, his uh, reason is uh, it sounded like Monica Sellis playing tennis over there. <laughs> but he's like, I'm, I'm just releasing. There's so much to release. And, you know, the tension, just like a marriage, there's, there's tension. You have to release it. And we're just pushing each other and finding our edges but we we ultimately we find a middle ground and of course Kristen agrees even though i don't think this was the most romantic statement to make on your 1 month anniversary about how there's all this tension in marriage and you push each other's buttons Kristen agrees but it's the reality it is but it's just one more thing that Kristen just nods and smiles too and I just think doesn't want to ruffle Mitch's feathers 
So Wait, she's like, yep. For it. Yep, yep. Well, I think she she bottled up for so long that yeah. she's going to explode. But you just see it every second of every day. She's just folding to Mitch because she doesn't want to have to deal with, with the consequence of him losing his shit. Not even that. I don't think he can. We didn't see him. I don't think he's, I don't know how to word this, but I don't think he's a person who would like lose his shit and yell. I think he just gets extremely annoyed and he's, he becomes annoying. Yeah. I don't think he yells. Okay. But we saw him losing his shit when he was annoyed. He, he was venting. He was unhappy. He was grumpy. Oh yeah. Right. So yes, he does that. But I, I'm glad that she's going to gather everything that she's going through and kind of tell him and in front of everyone but someone said, I don't know if it was her or Mitch, but someone said that Mitch sounds like the human version of Luna when mm. he was doing all these. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I think she, oh, I think she did. <laughs> I think so, too. And then Mitch was like, yeah, you you love noisy beings yes. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So then they go through this box of mementos. Knock, these, knock. These Wedding memories, the photos, the vows, they go through them all. I thought it was going to go awry. I thought Mitch was going to get PTSD from seeing his short beard, but (laughs) he stays cool. They go through the albums and it turned out to be a positive event for them. Yes. And he even acknowledges it here that he was too judgmental. Yeah. That he, you know, he... But it's just too much. He well, didn't accept the moment for what it was. And he was trying to find flaws. Yeah, he he says, oh, after reading the vows again, I don't know that I lived up to them. I think we could all agree to that. Oh, I think we, we could all have seen it. But, but this re, this is a reminder for him to, to remember what he promised and to fulfill that promise. Yes. And Kristen feels at peace. She has no regrets. Midge has no regrets. It was beautiful. The only thing I felt a little bad was when Kristen was looking at the photos and saying, oh, look at us. We were so happy. Look at us. You were happy. Mitch was not that happy. Yeah, Mitch was definitely not that happy. But as I always say, all's well that ends well. So far, this seems to be ending well. I hope they'll make it and they find some sort of a middle ground because I don't want her to get a divorce. But, no. But I want her to be happy. She deserves happiness. But it's all it's it's one of the three C's to raise a compromise. That's right. Communication, copulation, compromise. That's right. Copyright, married to reality. <laughs> all right. That is Mitch and Kristen. Yes. For now, we'll revisit them at the group dinner. Oh, we sure will. Until then, let's move on to our next couple. Alexis and Justin. Oh yes. So we have two little scenes going on. We have Justin fishing with his brother, Donnell, and we have Alexis with her friend Jackie having some drinks. Yes. And they're each they're each talking about life, married life. So Justin comes out and says it's challenging. And he found that he has these random outbursts and no one's called him on it before. But now he's getting called on it and it's draining for Alexis. Yes, and I'm surprised no one ever called him on his BS because he seemed to have a lot of them going yeah, on. I would say so. So I don't buy that. Uh, I also, again, I think he's putting on a show. So, yes. So I think 
maybe Justin is acting for the camera and that may be wearing on Alexis. And that's why there's more to call him out on. I don't I don't think he's acting for the cameras, but I think he's trying to portray himself in the best way possible. But he's losing his shit in the middle of all that. And so he's not portraying himself in the best way possible. But why would he start doing this now and not in other relationships? The only difference is the cameras. I think well, he's doing it for the cameras. He's on Merit for a side because all his previous relationships failed. True. So <laughs> I well, think he always says, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Okay, I get that. I don't know, but I do. So, but I think being a people pleaser to a certain level is you lie and you make shit up to make other people happy. And it comes back and bites you in the ass. I don't know if it's lying. He's come out and said he's a yes. Or exaggerating. No, I don't think it's any of that. I mean, it could be, but I don't think that's what he he has experienced. He's said he's been a yes person. So that just means he just agrees and does whatever someone else wants to do. I don't think it has to do with lying or exaggerating or anything. I think that's what he's doing currently, maybe. But he said my past relationship, I became a yes man. And then that's that was the downfall of the relationship. I think he makes shit up. I just he strikes me as a person who makes things up and then forgets about a lie. And there were a few things that happened between him and Alexis that Alexis called him out saying like, no, like you you said that when Justin said, no, I didn't because he lies. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. It was when they had the session with the new expert uh-huh he was talking about some things and alexis was like no like no you didn't say that it didn't happen I'm like he lives in his head I, that's what i think yeah no I, I agree with you i think he definitely probably exaggerates and puts on this facade now yeah you're just saying in the past he didn't get called on his shit i'm saying well i don't know that he was doing that in his past i think now he's putting on this facade for the cameras and he's exaggerating and maybe lying about things to make himself look cooler or better. But we know he admitted to being a yes man in the past. And so that's probably why no one called him. You're not going to get called out on your shit if you're a yes man. You're going to be like, great, this person is agreeing with me. Nothing to call him out on. But it gets to you. And I can see his personality. He didn't just change for married at first sight. I think he sounds or he seems like a nice guy and all this. But then... You start getting all these little snippets of him exaggerating or saying yes to everything or lying and, oh, I love you. And do you love me? How much do you love me? And getting this uh, sense of insecurity. And that's why he was single, because he he doesn't have his shit together, but he wants to be in a relationship. Okay. That's how I see him. That's my opinion. No, I don't. I think it's a fair assessment. I'm just trying to think of actual examples. I think there were. I think we've talked about some in the past. But even with the dogs, like let's say the dogs, right? He didn't tell her. He didn't tell her that his dog had issues in the past. He didn't tell her that her dog isn't eating and having some issues. And and then when she calls him out on it, he's like, Oh, I didn't know. It's like, no, just just say, I'm sorry. Like I, I forgot about it, or for whatever reason. He's always trying to cover his ass you're you're right alexis's big issue has been he's so vague and so i don't buy into the whole lying by omission but alexis may and so if he's being vague and not telling the whole truth sure that could be i see it okay well alexis she's having her drinks she's with 
Jackie and she says things have been an emotional roller coaster. There's good days, there's bad days, but the bad days, they're super draining. And so it seems yes. like the bad days outweigh the good days, which I think anyone who's watched 10 episodes of the show can tell it's mostly bad days. So it's not even 50-50 mm-hmm. and the bad days just weigh on her more. It seems like it's 80% bad days, 20% good days. They enjoyed the honeymoon, but I think when they came back and the dog thing happened, yeah, that's it. But Alexis basically says, I'm shutting down. And I don't think I'll be, if I do shut down, I won't be able to get out of there. Yeah. And Jackie asks if D-Day was tomorrow, what would you say? Her response, which I think is a good response at this point, you're halfway in, is that I can't say either way. I wouldn't be comfortable saying, oh, yeah, I would I would stay married. And I wouldn't be comfortable saying, no, I'm going to get a divorce, which is, I think, the right answer because yes. you're halfway through this experience you should take it to the end and and decide then so we all we know is that she's on the fence which is pretty clear she's on the fence but she's trying which is good yes we see it during their one month anniversary crafts they're scrapbooking right yes it's a craft session they're making scrapbook of their relationship and the honeymoon and all the photos right (sighs) oh that's my favorite photo. That was the night I told you I love you. Ah! That was the night I told you. I, that was the, remember our third day when I told you I loved you? Oh, Justin. So then there's scrapbooking and Justin brings up the conversation he was having with his brother and how Donnell kind of gave him some advice, which was don't work on everything all at once. Focus on, focus on one thing at a time. Resolve that. And then you could move on and address the next thing. And Justin's like, I was focusing on things that would benefit our marriage. And I was trying to accomplish that all before the process is over. And Alexis is kind of unclear as to what Justin is trying to get at with that. And so was I, because he basically says now he doesn't have enough time to fix all the fuck ups. Yeah. I mean, I'm clear at what he's saying, but... You got to take decision day off the table if you're taking this seriously. If you're taking this relationship seriously, you should, it's till death do us part. Yes. So take it off the table. You have till the end of time to focus and fix the issues. And yeah, Justin going, oh, I, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. To me says, oh, he's going to say no on decision day. I don't think he is. I think he's going to say yes no matter what. Unless she goes first and she says no. Then he'll cry and not be able to get any words out. Well, that's very true. But Alexis is being very positive. Because she basically says, we still have time to improve and make up for our mistakes. Like, we are halfway through. Like, if the first half was just fuck-ups, next half can be the best time ever. Yeah, and I don't even think she needs every issue to be resolved over the next four weeks. I think she just wants to see progress. Yes, but now she says it. She's like, if we weren't married, I would have been out by now. Yeah, but again, he's, that's... He's a little crazy. But that's why the process is the process, because that's the only difference. Well, 
it's a main difference between dating and marriage is that when times get tough, you you stick it out and you figure it out. You don't just go, nah, let's see who, who else is out there. Yes. And so that's why hopefully the process will work for them. If, if they each want it to work, they can make it work. But Alexis isn't like Stasha who says, oh, if I don't hear the L word by she, decision. Because she heard it on day three. She heard it on day three. <laughs> she's like, I wish I didn't hear the L word until decision day. But she's not, I don't think she's putting out any goal markers other than let's keep inching towards a better relationship, a stronger relationship. She's not setting these benchmarks. If you don't do this by this time, it's a no. If you don't do this by that time, it's a no. It's just yeah. like, let's keep progressing. Let's keep getting stronger. And that's how it should be because you have two months. Yeah. You, you cannot set, I mean, you can set certain expectations like, oh, hopefully we'll get along and we'll be on the way to maybe have feelings for each other or so, right? Yeah. But yes, yeah, Stasha is a whole other animal. But Alexis says, we don't have enough time. We have just enough time. And it's so true. What do you mean? Oh, if she's being poetic about it, sure. But if she's saying we have just enough time, is she saying a month is just enough time? Or she's saying we have the time, however long it takes, we have the time. I think she says we have just enough time to figure everything out, including us. But there is no, there's actually no, it's a false timeline. Well, there is a timeline. That is the decision for them. So you have to acknowledge it because it's a big deal for them. But if you're making progress, then say yes on decision day and you could divorce a month later. Yeah, there's a lot no, of people do that. It's been a thing for these but guys. There's but no real timeline. That's there is I'm, not, but that that decision day is the day we all are waiting for. It's the day that they it's basically like a ten year anniversary for other people. Like, wow, we made it. But then and this kind of blows up the entire process of Married at First Sight. But in a way, decision day puts unnecessary pressure on a couple that may be better off without that timeline, that false sense of I have to make a decision at two months. Maybe if you had to make the decision at three months, it would be a different decision than you have to make at two months. But that's the thing. That's how the show works. I know that's how the show works, but I'm trying to make happy couples, not TV shows. Well, if these couples weren't desperate to get married or for whatever reason, they would be doing this the actual way. You start dating someone and eventually, if things are going well, you get engaged and you get married a few years no, down the road. I like, no, because I like the process. I like, I like the different angles and aspects of... Married at first sight, I like, okay, you have to commit to this person. You're going to move in with them and learn their quirks, learn how to deal with them. I like that you're going to have experts you can rely on. So there's these things outside of a normal relationship that they benefit from. But my point is this make-believe two months, like you should know after two months, maybe that's hurting more than helping. Maybe if it was three months or six months, we would have a better <laughs> success rate. You're putting- How- how long do you want this thing to be? It's like already 59 too, episodes? It's already too long. But I just think this false timeline may be creating pressure and anxiety. I disagree. I think in within two months, you can kind of sing or say, like, yes, I can see myself with this person. Let's keep trying. Or... Right. I cannot because it's like dating. You start dating someone after a few days. You're like, oh, this is not going to work out. But sometimes you might be like, 
you know what, like, let's give it a few, few more dates and see how things are, but probably not. Or if it's going well after two months and not that regular daters have this timeline, but if you're together for two months and things are going well, you're not thinking about breaking up. You're thinking about a future, a potential yeah. future. But there's, so there's, that's the decision day. But there's no real pressure on people who are dating to make a decision at a specific time. I'll tell you what. If yeah. there was no decision day on this show, I would not watch it. I watch it for the decision day. I do too. I'm not saying take away the decision day or, or move the decision day. I'm having a hypothetical argument that when Alexis <laughs> when Alexis says there's just enough time, I'm going, you know what? There's this false sense of pressure because the two-month thing is make-believe. There's this false sense of, oh, I got to figure it all out right now. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I have to say something, so I'm going to say no. And maybe if there was a longer timeline, she would say something different. I'm not saying change anything. Love the show. I'm just saying maybe we're getting some outcomes that we wouldn't get otherwise if the timeline was different. I don't agree because you would not keep dating someone past two months if things suck. I oh, would not. I absolutely would not. Like for me, I, that's why I probably never had a long-term relationship because if things suck... I don't have my time to waste. I don't want to figure out if six months down the road or a year down the road, you're going to get better. I don't want that. I want someone who's good from the start. And then if we develop issues moving forward in a couple of years or so, or I will deal. But the first year or so has to be perfect. Getting to know each other, even finding out these little stupid quirks that some people might get annoyed by, but if you're not... That's great. That's your person. But, so, but some of those quirks I'm saying would get you to run away from the person within a week. Whereas if you're married to them and in this process, you're forced to stick it out and you overcome that and you realize, you know, it wasn't a big deal in the first, but like Lindy and Miguel, he's super into Dungeons and Dragons. For someone that might be a turnoff, a deal breaker. And you're like, oh no, he's into Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. Like I'm not into that. I can't deal with that. But you're forced to stick it out and you realize, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not a big deal. And so maybe people are running away too soon in everyday dating. And that's why I like the process. But again, not to belabor this point because it's moot. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change. Two months may be hurting people more than it's helping people. Because you have I, to figure out everything. So in the long run, we talk about Justin saying, I love you in three days is too quick. Deciding whether you're going to stay married to someone after two months is probably too quick. Yes, but it's when they say I do or I, I want to stay together after two months, it doesn't mean that's for life. It just means that they're at the point that they want to keep exploring. Okay, let's move on. I want to keep exploring this episode. All right. Okay, but, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to Stasha. Let's go to Stasha and Nate. Stasha is with Mother Stacy, baking, and of course, trust issues is a thing that Stasha's dealing with. And so she wants to talk to her mom about the trust issues she has with Nate. She needs to stop analyzing everything. Everything doesn't have to be like aligned with everything she ever wanted. Like things happen. Yeah. Oh, I think this was a great conversation between her and her mom because Stacy's like, you're a scab picker. You pick something heals. Then you go back and you pick it again. You just need to let things go. Yes. Right. Because Stasha calls Nate a slow mover. Like he moves slowly. No, he doesn't. You've been together for a month. And I think 
He's done a lot of things. Oh, see, I disagree. Really? He hasn't done shit. This is the first episode where he he overcorrects <laughs> and does something so big because he hasn't done anything to date. Yeah, he just keeps talking. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to move in with you. I'm going to do all these things. Yes, but at least he's talking. I'm, I'm comparing. No, fuck talking. That's I'm the worst thing. Stop him talking. I'm everyone Dude. else on the show we've ever seen. I think talking, I'd rather you not talk and do, and then we have to, then we have something to talk about. All right, let's, let's talk about a therapist, right? If you want a good therapist, yeah, they don't have time for you tomorrow. You wait months for a decent doctor. No, okay, well, then let me correct my statement. Making an appointment is doing. And maybe he did. Well, then I would have clarified. Oh, I, I have an appointment. I set an appointment. Not like I'm going to go. I'm going to find a therapist. I'm going to. You see, this is play on words because for me, it's a. I so just you think he has an appointment? He may. I don't know if he does. I don't think right? he does. But I told you I need to go to a dermatologist, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to a dermatologist." Yeah. I don't say, "Oh, I make. I made an appointment." Okay, but you said I'm going. Yeah. Nate says I'm going to go. Um. I think there's a difference. I don't think he I don't think he does anything. I think he talks about doing things and that bothers me. But at the same time, Stasha bothers me because she needs this validation. She for some reason doesn't have trust. But what Stacy says, Mother Stacy says that I like and I agree with is you got to trust him until he gives you a reason not to trust you. Like I don't think you necessarily have to, or someone has to earn your trust. I think we should probably just trust people until they give you a reason not not to be trusted. Unless they give you vibes. Sure, but you're married to this person. Oh, yeah. You entered into this experiment. You should trust them from day one. Now, if there's reasons not to, and we'll talk about Morgan and Ben, if there's reasons not to trust someone, then okay. But at this point... I don't think Nate has done anything to lose her trust. He just hasn't done anything over the top to gain her trust. And so I'm with mom when it's like, trust him until he gives you a reason not to. But back to Nate. It's okay that he takes things slowly. She wants him to do things now. She wants him to tell her, I love you now. He yes. wants him, He. she wants him to do all these things now. But he doesn't want to. He wants to get there naturally. And I'm all for it. I'm all for that too. But just don't keep saying you're doing these things. If you're not, you could say, you know what? I'm taking my time. I need more time. I'm not comfortable rushing into this. Don't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be like, oh, I'm doing this. But you're also not doing it because you don't want to. I think, sh I think he's doing fine. I I was expecting him to be way worse. I was expecting him to be on social media every single moment. I was True. expecting him to not really wanting to be with her or in keep involving his friends all the time. Well, he found out she makes 500000 a year and he's like, all right, I'll get off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that could be it. But, I mean, he's taking his time. That whole thing that happens later on with them proving their trust yeah, is out of control. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Before, Do you think okay. Stacy named Stasha after her thinking like, I love the name Stacy, 
but we cannot be two Stacys. Let's call her something very similar. Oh, 100%. Like it's it's spelled almost the same. You just pronounce it differently. Well, I thought for the longest time, aka the first 45 minutes of the first episode, I thought her name was Stasia. That's what I thought too. It's spelled Stasia, but everyone pronounces it Stasha. And so I think it is, uh, I think Stacy is the derivative. Definitely, for sure. All right. Anyway, let's go to the lawyer. Let's do a post-nup because that's what Stasha wanted. And he was perfectly cool with it. And he's perfectly fine with it. Just a couple questions. We learn they're keeping separate bank accounts. No, no joint accounts at the moment. They say eventually they'll do that. But Stasha wonders what happens. Say we do a joint account eventually. Got a million in the bank. There's a divorce. Do you get out the the percentage that you put in? If I put in 80% and Nate puts in 20%, when we divorce, do I get 80% or do we split it 50-50? I have something to add, right? All right. Because she makes significantly more money than he does, right? Oh, they yeah. each can put 20, 50% of their pay that's 50%. Yeah. I know when it comes to the account, she would probably be putting in 70 if we would be putting in 30, right? Mm-hmm. But they be, each would be putting 50% in. It's half of their paycheck. I know, but... I think they should split it 50-50. No. That's not, I, I'm not good at math, so I'm going to try to do this out loud. I don't think that's how that works. So say it's just for math's sake, she makes 100 and he makes 50. Mm-hmm. So she puts in, you said 50, they each put 50%. Yeah. So she puts in 50,000. A year, let's say. And he he would put in 25. So now there's 125,000 in there. No, there is 75, but keep going. There is, okay, she makes 100, what did I say? She makes 100, she makes 50. Yeah. 75 in there. Yeah. If you split 75 in half, Mm -hmm. what's that? That's. 37.5. 37.5. But he only put 25 in, so why does he get 37.5? Because if if you're married for a while, let's say you're married for 10 years. See, that's why it doesn't work out that way. It does because this is something fair. they saved together during the marriage. It's not his fault that he's not making 500K. Right, but... But then if something happens, whatever they brought into relation, that's how I think things work. But here's, here's the only reason I agree with Stasha... And Nate even agrees and says, yeah, let's get out what we put in. They were married at first sight. Neither of them owe each other anything. The experts put them together. We got married because we love each other and and we over time built a life together and we're family. And so I would want to take care of you and I would hope you would want to take care of me no matter what happened. Yeah. These people don't owe each other anything. They don't know it. Them, and like that's each why other, strangers. I'm, not, I'm not saying this happens within the next year. Obviously, they should only take out. Yes, but if it if they're happily married for 25 years, right, and then shit goes down, I don't think they should be going back. Like, you remember how I've been always putting more? Like I should take more. Yeah. I feel like after certain amount of time. Well, then. Then you. Sh- that's what I'm talking about. Put a clause in, then that says yeah. if we get divorced after one year, we take out. Yeah. What we put in, if we get divorced after five years, it gets a little more even. Yeah. And then after 10 years, even Stevens. Because I feel like eventually it's whatever you brought into the relationship. But yes, you're right. If they get divorced five months later, I don't think they should right. split anything. That's unfair. Yeah. But they also don't have the joint bank account. I think they're going to do it once they know things Smart. are going well. But Smart. yeah. Okay. Time for the one month anniversary picnic because 
clearly someone in this relationship loves picnics. Like they did a picnic on the honeymoon. Yes. Too, right? They love picnics. I don't know who picked it. I think on the honeymoon she did it and he he did it. I don't know. Yeah. So they're sitting, they're talking. Stasha asks Nate what he's learned over the weeks of being married. And did you think we would be here a month in? And Nate's like, I'm not sure. You pretty much dismissed all my efforts earlier. And that's where I go, what efforts is he talking about? Talking about is what the effort was. All he did was talk about it. I don't think there was any real effort. And they, neither of them put any effort into this. Um, Stasha's stressing over the fact that he doesn't love her yet. Okay, but at least Stasha's not saying she's done all these things. Nate's like, I did put all this effort in and you don't accept this effort. And then he calls her an asshole. That's what it was. On the, I, I, had, I went back and I paused it and had to read his lips. And he said, asshole. He called Stasha and he called his wife an asshole on their one month anniversary. <laughs> they should have had their picnic in a therapist's office because I do think they need some help. I literally put down, what did he call her? An asshole. Oh boy. And he says it, he tries to walk it back. And he's like, well, I, I don't think you meant what you said intentionally when when you weren't accepting my efforts you it was coming from a place of fear and mistrust but now you trust me now is so i can trust you more now so forget the asshole comment and then nate says all literally all that stasha wanted to hear and he's falling in love with her on the scale 1 to 10 Probably seven to eight. Someone call a tattoo studio. Let's make an appointment. <laughs> I'm falling in love with you. That's it. That's all she needed to hear. And she's so happy. And it's bullshit because you went from thinking your wife was an asshole. Your words. You went from thinking your wife was an asshole a week ago to now you're falling in love with her. Also, what when he says I'm falling in love with you? Why did she ask about the scale? <laughs> She goes like on this on the scale one to ten. They love scales. What? They I love hate scales it. and like percentages. If, if someone did that to me, I would be like zero because of that comment. I hate this. Why? Hate it's this so scale. dumb. Like, yeah. I'm falling in love with you means you are falling in love. I am in love with you means you got there. <laughs> Just yeah. give him the time. Uh, all right. Let's ah, let's, let's go this. to the tattoo studio let's because it's ridiculous. Okay, I think we need to do a disclosure, a disclaimer before we talk about this this scene, the matching tattoo scene. I think we need to come clean. We do have matching tattoos. Therese and I do have matching tattoos. Just little a little something. The near and dear to our hearts that no one would ever know was a couple's tattoo if they saw yes. it. It is not a date. It's not a name. It's just something near and dear to us. But yes, we have matching tattoos, a couple's tattoo. So when I say that this is the dumbest idea I've ever seen, <laughs> it is in context of the fact that Therese and I have matching tattoos, okay? And not that I think ours are dumb. I think it, ours, ours are, are the best. Ours are amazing. But we got them after how long? Of- Seven years. Yes. <laughs> and we're married for three. So Yeah. So that's the full disclaimer. And now we can discuss this this event. Obviously, Stasha's idea because she has or had, I don't know, zero confidence in Nate, but this shows commitment. 
They are putting down the date. And the only reason I think this is okay in their instance is because they did do something life-changing. They went on Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. And so the date is the date they went on television. Like, okay, you could always say that. This is the day I went on Married at First Sight or whatever. Other than that, I think it's ridiculous. I think if it's not going to work out, that's a big constant reminder of your failed marriage right and, there. And in a place that you can easily cover up. It's yeah. right on their hand. Yeah. And wasn't this Tasha's first tattoo also? I think she, she has tattoos. Oh, does she? Yeah. I thought she was saying it was her first. And she was freaking out like it was her first. I saw. I'm pretty sure she has tattoos. She may. I, I can definitely not confirm nor deny. I know for a fact Nate does. Yeah. But this tattoo artist is like, oh, okay, it's a wedding date. Um, that's a month ago. So how long have you guys known each other? Uh, oh, um, just a month? To, you've known each other for a month and you got married? The guy had several face tattoos and he, even he thought this was a bad idea. Yes. And it was a bad idea. I, I, <sighs> after, a after one month, I would get it, let's say, a year, right? No, don't even make up. Don't even make up a date. I would get it once I knew. Maybe even after decision day. Like, no. Nah, I'm not nah. saying get. I'm not saying get it after two months. I'm saying let's at least get to decision day. True. Before we permanently tattoo our bodies with the date of our potentially failed marriage, <laughs> especially because it's been such a tumultuous month. Like it's it's been a month, guys. <laughs> it's been a month and now it's on their bodies forever. <sighs> and speaking of decision day, this say you wanted to do it this recklessly and get a tattoo this early on in your poor relationship. Could be a cool way to celebrate decision day. After you guys both say yes on decision day, go to the tattoo parlor. Get the date. Or get, just get yes. Or just get uh, yes, I do. So Don't wait. do names, guys. That's a bad idea. Names is, yeah. After a month or two. Right. But that would have been fun. You guys film Decision Day and then you go get the tattoo. You're getting it on your one month anniversary. This is the most ridiculous thing I've uh -huh. ever seen on Married Ever. <laughs> I know. I texted you. I'm like, I'm like, I watched. And long story short, Nate and Star shot a bunch of morons. But you'll, you'll get that. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't remember I texted you that. Uh, there were very long days. And I, I do remember the text. I don't even know if I questioned yeah, why. Yeah, that's why. That's why I said it. <sighs> so that's where we stand on, on those tattoos and that couple. And we'll see. We'll see if they're going to be visiting a tattoo removal studio in about a month. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right. I think that's a good place to take a break. All right. When we come back, a couple more couples and one of the more tumultuous couples. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. <laughs> Hello. I missed you. You oh. went away for a long time. Here I am. Here you are. We're podcasting. I miss podcasting oh, too. It's been a while. I was a bit, it was a little rocky at the beginning. <laughs> I, I, we haven't podcasted for a week. Guys, we podcast all the freaking time. We normally podcast five days a week, <laughs> yes. I feel like. I was like, I honestly, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was super busy at work, so that kind of filled my time. But then I had the time to catch up on Game of Thrones. Guys, I'm still watching Game of Thrones. I'm behind. Stop it. Shh. But I had all this time on my hands. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it. 
We're back. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's talk about Lindy and Miguel. All right. They're going on a one-month anniversary boat ride, and Miguel looks like he's in Antarctica. I felt so bad. I was freezing just watching them. It looked so cold on that boat. I love that San Diego has some cold weather. I know. I know. But I would not have chosen to go out on a boat in that weather, I'm yeah. sure. But it was probably planned far in advance. And even though I'm usually a big milestone celebrator, I usually celebrate the big milestones. Lindy's going to suck it up and go out and celebrate that one month anniversary. Yes. And it feels like it's been longer than a month, they say, in a good way. That's good. And, and they're on the boat enjoying the... My favorite board. Excuse the me? Oh, charcuterie? Shaku, oh. <laughs> what is it called? Charcuterie? Charcuterie. Guys, uh -huh. I cannot memorize this word. However, I made this board for myself like yesterday and on oh. Friday and a couple days ago. And so now I, I what, do it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Now I know what you did with yourself. <laughs> yes, that was the, those were my evenings. Clarify this for me. Lindy goes, they're happy, right? And Lindy's like... You're everything that 20-year-olds don't have. I don't know. He's, I'm 30. He's, he's 35. So, of course, like, she, to me, it sounded like she was saying it in a way that, oh, my God, every other 20-year-old that I meet is so immature. But here you are being this mature 20-year-old. No, he's 35. Of course. And you are 29, Lindy. That's basically 30. Right. So, of course, he's everything that 20-year-olds Aren't. I, I, I think she just means that he's accomplished. Maybe she was dating a 25-year-old before who just got out of college and don't know what to do with themselves. Okay. All right. What yeah. A, what a compliment. <laughs> um, so then Miguel brings up some reading <laughs> he recently did and, and how he read an article where you can get along with someone as long as there's reliability and predictability. And Miguel basically says... Well, the unknown is scary, mm -hmm. but I've seen you at your worst. And Lindy's like, you have not. Yeah, boy. And he's like, oh, shit. She's really setting the bar low for herself. Oh, yeah, very low. She's like, if you think that was bad, just wait. You can just like roll over her bar. That's it, how low it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Miguel's whole thing is you're consistently inconsistent. But he finds security in that. He's like, sometimes you fly off the handle, but sometimes you don't. They love overanalyzing. <sighs> yeah, this was this was such a confusing conversation to me where, again, I feel like he's trying to convince himself of something similar to how Kristen does, saying, oh, yeah, reliability and predictability. Well, I can predict that you're unreliable. It's it. <laughs> or, or I can rely on the fact that you're unpredictable. I was like, I don't think that's what that means. I was like, uh, you lost me. Like, he just has to prepare himself for anything, I mm -hmm. guess, which is what he has to rely on is the fact that with Lindy, I'll be ready for anything. Yes. And the fact that she keeps setting the bar so low for herself is wrong because maybe that was her in other relationships. But this Lindy might not even come out. If she's happy with Miguel. True. So her keeps saying that if someone did that to me, I would be just expecting you just flip and I would probably be kind of turned off by that. Yeah. I mean, people are different with different people. Yes. There are some things that will never change, right? Like yes. you're, you're not going to go from being a comedian to the most 
dry, stale, stoic person, depending on who you're around. But certain people bring out the adventurous side of someone or the more curious side of someone. And so, yeah, Lindy should find out who she is with Miguel and then she can see whether or not she's that same person that she keeps threatening to be. Totally. I think I brought your adventurous side You definitely, yeah, you definitely brought, I would say, yeah, my adventurous side and other people have brought out uh, adventurous in a way of like, in YouTube, but trying new foods. That was me. It was you and some other friends, but. I'm talking about a relationship. In a relationship. Okay, sure. Sure. But yes, I was a different person in a past life with other people. And yeah, you got to. You got to see how you are in in each instance of You're life. You're just blooming with me. Look at me. You're like a beautiful flower Look that keeps blooming. So beautiful. <laughs> All right. So then we see their moment where they get their gift basket of wedding memories. At home. Yeah. I, Lindy, I don't think she knew what was going on. She thinks someone just like left an empty basket because she's like, oh, we can put towels in that. <laughs> Okay. Have you watched the show? (laughs) She's like, did someone just leave that in the hallway? We could use that for towels. Uh, But they go through their mementos, their photos. And here's where I'm usually, I don't know. I thought Miguel was being a little too over the top because he felt like Lindy was criticizing everything. I was with Miguel. See, I... Did it? She was just like, oh, yeah, this photo was taken during an awkward conversation. Oh, look, I'm standing so far from you. It's like, okay, to me, that's not being that critical. But if you are looking at something during your one month anniversary and you cannot see the beautiful in these instead of you saying, oh, look, here I was so uncomfortable next to you. I but didn't even want say? to stand next to what you. What would you say? You can that's just a say, photo oh. of two strangers. You can be like, look at this day. Let's think about a day. That she was. Day. She was thinking about how she yeah, felt on that day and look at how far she's come. You know how some people say less is more? It also applies to certain conversations. If she was saying, oh, Miguel, I forgot how ugly your suit was. I'm so glad you don't wear the suit anymore. That's negative. To just be like, I remember being so nervous and uncomfortable in that situation. That's not bad. It's a stranger. If you say it once, all she was saying was criticizing. The one thing that got a little maybe in poor taste was when she was like, oh, there's my bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, my friends. And it reminded me of someone else from Mavs who in past seasons, I think they were doing the same thing, going through the wedding album. And she just kept calling out things about herself. Remember? She's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, my dress. I look so, oh, yeah, there's me and my friend. And she made it all about her. Who was it? I forget. But that's bad if you make it all about yourself. It's your wedding day. It's your wedding album. Lindy, while she was saying, oh, yeah, this was uncomfortable. At least it was them. She was acknowledging them as a couple. Again, if she made one comment, I would be like, sure. But if you're looking at these photos, you're trying to go back at the moment you met your partner that you're happy with, and all you can see is the bad things, the uncomfortable yeah. things, the, uh, yeah, look at my friends. Oh, I, 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 I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want to be close to you. 
if someone said it to me, I would be like, oh, okay. Oh, we're, yeah, trying, to have like a, we're trying to have a moment. Again, she, she could have been like, oh, wow, look, I was so uncomfortable, but it turned out to be great. What a beautiful day. That's look what she at said. us. That's no, she did not. Well, eventually when they start talking about their vows. Well, later on, but the, the same, moment passed. It was, it was the same conversation. Lindy's like, your vows were beautiful, Miguel. You've been living up to your vows. This is the healthiest relationship. Like, Everything was positive. She, and to me, I saw it as, look, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like, well, yeah, but and we have a towel basket. freaked out in the middle of nah, that because he got annoyed. Nah, I didn't think it was that bad. It was, listen, it wasn't bad at all. It's just, I was feeling Miguel's concerns about her being snarky about this moment and hypocritical. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. I sure am. Should we move on? Let's do the our favorite part. Usually, you hate it. I love it. The couple hangout. Oh, no, no, no. sorry, sorry, sorry. When I said let's move Morgan and Ben to the end, <laughs> okay. I meant let's move it to the end of the couples. I gotcha. And then let's do. <laughs> <laughs> you really launched into that. Okay, let's talk about it, but I'm excited about Morgan yeah. and Pin. I just didn't see them on my iPad. Okay, Morgan. All right, Morgan and Pin. Yes. Morgan <laughs> is with her friend, Deborah, just hanging out and talking. And, of course, she brings up the nurse issue. How Ben told people he thought Morgan lied about being a nurse. Before we just dive into this, where do you stand like, do you think Morgan is being reasonable or do you think Morgan is being a bully to Ben? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, we haven't even got to a part where I would have an opinion. But up until this point, I, I think she's being unreasonable. I don't think she's I don't think she's a bully, but I I, I think she's being unreasonable. And I All don't right. I don't know why. What what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are that here she keeps bringing up thing that was resolved before why you keep bringing up the nurse you guys talked about it you talked about it in front of pc it should have been resolved and the fact that ben talks to justin it's normal because Completely. justin is someone i don't know why he talks to justin specifically but okay he might be a good friend yeah he's someone who's going through the same thing of course, he's going to be the person he's going to talk to. He cannot really talk to his actual friends because his actual friends don't know what's going on. So it's perfectly fine that he talks to Justin. I agree. No, I think she's self-sabotaging. And I thought Ben was doing that earlier on. And now I think maybe he's trying. But I don't know why she's doing it. But yeah, she seems to not be able to get over this one thing. I think she's trying, and I don't think that's that's the issue. Apparently, and they never said what, but apparently he keeps telling Justin talking shit about her behind her back. But that's the issue is nothing new comes of this. We see this Nest camera footage where they're arguing because, yes, Ben keeps talking to Justin about something we don't know about what, and Justin is on speakerphone, so Alexis hears. I think he just talks about talks to Justin about everything. And how he feels, but maybe Morgan said, I don't want you to talk talk to anyone about our stuff. But if you're going through something and there are issues, you wanna you wanna talk to someone. You know what? Maybe I just figured it out. What? Because I think you kind of just said it. He just talks to Justin about everything. Yeah. And 
Justin's got it on speakerphone. So Alexis hears, and it could be things like, wasn't that attracted to Morgan in the beginning? I or, think he was, but I get I get. You know what I'm point. saying? Maybe yeah, it's yeah. things like, maybe it's not about trust or lying or spilling secrets or whatever. I don't, yeah. Maybe it's just little things like that. Oh, yeah, uh, not the most attractive, or, eh, I'm not into her hobbies. And then that gets back to Morgan, and Morgan doesn't want to come out and just say, oh, you don't like this or you don't think I'm attractive. And so she just has to keep going back to that original argument because that's what people do sometimes is you're you're upset. You're upset at something completely different, but it's so mundane. It's so minute that you go back to the bigger argument yeah. because you think it strengthens your point. And you're like, we resolved that. I know you're mad because I leave my clothes on the floor, but that's not a that's not a big enough issue. So you're going back to that time where you lied about coming home at a reasonable hour, but you came home at 2 a.m. It's like, no, we moved on from that. Let's address the real situation. I think you're probably right. He's just spilling his heart out and it's these little things that Morgan doesn't like but she's using the big argument to take him down just disclaimer guys John wasn't talking about our relationships he doesn't oh, no, leave clothes on the floor he just no. made it up <laughs> no uh, I'm just using the you know like sometimes people get mad over these little things oh yeah but they realize it's ridiculous so they go back to an old bigger argument and that's what I thought she her issue is that he talks to Justin and because I said it before, I watched the after party and Alexis was on it too. And then she, they asked her, do you feel bad that you told Morgan about Ben talking to Justin? And she said she feels bad about how she portrayed it. Mm. Because it almost, and that gave me the idea that maybe he wasn't bad at all. Maybe he was saying, oh, I'm frustrated right. with Morgan. She doesn't want to do a, B, C, D, or, oh, she doesn't want to hear me when it comes to saving money and doing laundry before right, 4 p.m., right. like, things like this. And then Alexis might have come to Morgan and say, by the way, like, Ben and Justin are on the phone all the time. He's Ben is talk, going on and on about how you don't want to do things and how you are always at the gym or always tired. Yeah. And that set her off because there is nothing else. And the way Morgan approaching this whole thing, she's... Basically, she's going to end up bullying Ben. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's bullying. I found it somewhat comical when we cut to her storming into a boxing gym. She's walking so swiftly <laughs> and she's like, I need this so much right now. Ben and I are not in a good place and I have a lot to tell Ben tomorrow. And I was like, this is very, very but, aggressive. Ben doesn't know what's coming. But, but nothing's coming. Well, let's talk. Okay. So let's talk about this next day yes so they're at the at their wedding place like ben planned this whole thing yeah right? they're at the venue for the one month anniversary he'd planned dinner and then he got the honeymoon suite yeah and so he's yeah, he set up this night and morgan storms in arms swinging once again with an agenda and ben is like i got you these flowers careful careful there's thorns there's be careful there's thorns there's thorns all right, but it's not on the flowers. Morgan's got some thorns. She like reached for the flowers, but let them fall on the floor. She like body slammed them to the ground. That was like, I don't know. It can be pissed, but you can still get the flowers and put them aside. That was, I no, don't know. She came in with a vengeance. Ah, she I was, was disrespectful. She was fired up and she's like, I wrote my original vows and was excited. I thought I was meeting a person who would care for me and would be my partner and have my back. You're not that man. My vows are not for you. 
I honestly, the reason why I say she's a bully is because she never explained to us why she is pissed. I know. Everyone's confused, including Ben. I know. Ben is like WTF. You can right? see he's like nervous. He's like, I don't know what's happening. He's he. I felt bad for him. He seems scared. And Morgan's like, I'll give you one opportunity to explain yourself. And Ben's like, for what? Like he had no idea. And she goes, you, you go to Justin every time and you, you talk about our issues and you say you don't, but you do. And Ben's like, well, what do you mean? We, we cleared everything up. You're, you're working on your BSN, but you, you are a nurse. And he's, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. I did too. He was he so didn't clueless. Know. And I honestly, the whole issue is because he talks to Justin. He talks to Justin. We don't know about what, which is frustrating because it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. It's probably the everyday, the good and the bad, whatever's right. going on. And that's, I don't share with my friends about anything about the relationship, but that's just me. But other people do share. And I think it's okay to talk to your friends. Here's why it's bullshit. Because Morgan is going to get this upset. That Ben is talking about the relationship when she's on a television show where she's getting her relationship filmed for the entire world. <laughs> and you a little ca- hypocritical. And you care that Ben is telling one person? You're blasting it to the world. Mm-hmm. So you're on the wrong show. You're, you're in the wrong. You're just in the wrong, Morgan, to get this upset. Yes. It, it bothers me. And... If someone's going to be mad, if I was Ben, I would be mad at Alexis for telling Morgan. Yes. Because I'd be like, look what you did. Look what you, everything was fine. Look what you're causing. Well, I would more, more importantly, I would want to know what exactly did you tell her that right. she's this piss? Because he seems to be very confused. And so confused. Morgan keeps going. She's like, I see you for a person who you are. Oh, my <sighs> respect is gone. It's like, what? Enjoy your dinner alone. And then she storms off. Talks to the cameras, crying, right? Yeah. Ben is like standing there, doesn't know what's going on, but walks over to her and he wants to sit down with her and talk. She's like, I'm not going to sit down with you unless you own up to your mistakes. Like, yeah. How can he own up to his mistakes if he doesn't know what's going on? But he's like, okay, okay, I'll own, I'll own up to everything. Let's I figure felt so, I felt so bad. And that's why I'm saying she was bullying him. He's going to own up to things that he doesn't even know he did. I guess. Maybe you're, you're right. Yeah, they end up sitting down for dinner. He's like, I own up to everything. He apologizes for hurting her. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I talked to Justin. I talked to him multiple times. And she's like, you involved Justin in our relationship. I'm tired of him being in our relationship. And Ben's like, well, it's just, he's a friend, someone I trust. Yeah. And Morgan thinks that's lying. You're lying to my face. And you're right. Ben is just going along with anything she says. Oh, I apologize for lying to your face. Like, I won't. You could read his face. Like, he's like done with this shit. He's just saying whatever he needs to say so that he doesn't get punched in the face. And that's why she bullied him. She was a bully. She was, that was so wrong. He didn't do anything that bad. Like, you could have been, if yes, he talks to Justin and you learn about it, you could have said, hey, like, I don't like that you talk to him about a relationship. Let's just keep it to each other. Like, come on. But in the same time, this is such a unique situation that I understand that he wants to go and talk to someone, especially because their relationship isn't great. 
Right. He's trying to figure it and, out. And it is a public relationship. You're on a television yeah. show. It's public. Ben should feel like he can talk to people about it because you signed up to put it on mm-hmm. blast. Like it sh- shouldn't be an issue. And then she said something that I was oh, like, you are this, so bad. This probably goes beyond bullying. This, beyond this bullying. is like threatening. I was literally, I, I, I was hoping that Ben's going to be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm not even going to call an expert. I'm going to call the police because yes. she's like, it'd be easy to walk away, but I'll continue to go through this process and you'll show up with me every single day because you'll see me every single day. And I want you to know how much you've hurt me. It's basically like, I will haunt you uh-huh. every single day. I will be right behind you haunting your every move. I, If I was Ben, I would be like, oh, mic drop. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm thanks, out. For, thanks for trying, guys. I'm out. Yeah. But apparently Morgan is open to have the experts help them. Let's see. I mean, Ben ends up going to the honeymoon suite alone. Just rose, p- rose petals all over the bed. It was well, so he sad. He just went to grab his stuff. He just went to grab his things and he left. Oh. <laughs> okay. So now. Guys. Here we go. Theresa. One of my favorite parts. John doesn't love it that much, but. John doesn't love it that much because it's hard to take notes, but the couple hang one month anniversary. Let's begin with the party bus. Yeah. They're, the couples board the bus. All the couples but one. Obviously, Morgan and Ben yes. are. Yes. And, and Kristen's like, I don't get it. Why why aren't Morgan and Ben here? Well, I know why. Because PC set up this segment as, this is a valuable time for the couples to compare notes. And clearly, Morgan doesn't <laughs> like the other couples to know about her notes. I think everyone knows. I mean, everyone. No one knows but Alexis and Justin. Right, Because right. they've been in the middle of this. Yeah. So they, they all, they get to a restaurant, they sit down to eat. Everyone's like impressed with Mitch. Mitch yeah. cleaned up well. Clean. Everyone's dressed to the nines. Everyone looks good. They kind of go around and talk about where they're at. Miguel says things are going well. I never thought I'd have a connection this good with a stranger. And then he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy too. Because I used to be in a relationship where I could get away with murder. But that's not the case with Miguel. And, and even though it takes a lot of work, it's worth it. Lindy really paints herself in a terrible light. She does. I used to be able to get away with murder. It's like, if you knew you were being an asshole, why be an asshole? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it comes from her trying to be very honest, but. It's not a good look. Not a good look. Then we turn to the freshly inked couple. (laughs) Sasha's like, yeah, it's been growing pains for me, but process showed me that I, I need to work on some things to to get what I want and, and work through my issues. And it's like, yeah, so I have a more calm approach to things than Stasha, but we do compliment each other and, and we share the same vision. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, we're in this forever. And he wraps his new tattoo. He, he what? He wraps. Oh, he, Yes. Oh, I thought he pointed at it. Well, touched it. Okay. Um, he shouldn't yeah. rub it. It's brand new. He shouldn't but, rub yeah. it. Then, yeah. Crowd goes wild for for this next line when he goes, I want my best friend next to me. And Stasha's definitely my best friend. And everyone's like, woo. <laughs> and then we get to Kristen and Mitch. And Kristen's like, Mitch, why don't you go first? And he says, it's been really demanding and difficult. I've never lived with a girlfriend before. This has been a journey of self-discovery. And I wasn't even sure. I wasn't even sure I could be a husband. 
And Kristen's like, all right. Well, Mitch, you're an incredible man. I don't think anyone <laughs> doubts how hard you're trying, but you say a lot of stuff and I think you signed up to be married. So I struggle when you say things like, I wasn't sure if I could be a husband. You signed up to marry a stranger. You should be ready to be a husband. I came into this already a wife. She snapped, but I loved it. I love that she snapped and I love that Mitch, which is the response because he says, I just want to encourage her, encourage you to be yourself. Like, I, I'm sorry, right? And he's like, I want you to be yourself. I want you to express yourself. Yeah. I don't think what he said was that wrong. I wasn't even sure I could be a husband. He didn't say I wasn't ready to be a husband. Or I wasn't going to try to be a husband. He was like, I'm going to go into this. And let's see if I can do it. It's not bad what he said, but that's not what she was referring to. She was referring to everything right. that they've been going through. Not just this one sentence he dropped before she went on this venting spray. Well, she's upset that Mitch gets all the support. All and this it's true. All, it's the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's why he's getting all this attention and the support because he's a whiner. He's a complainer. So everyone's yeah. got to show him attention. And when he does something good, everyone's going to go, oh, my God, Mitch, you did something good. Yes. That's why it is the way it is. But I, again, I love that many of these guys, if the girl went on this venting spree, yeah. they would get pissed. They would walk away. Sure. They would get, Mitch is like, I'm sorry, like I want to encourage you. I want you to be yourself. Like, I'm sorry you feel this way. Like, I feel like he, it's good that she said it because it clicked with him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she, she got emotional about it and she says, I want to start doing the things I want to do. I think maybe the issue is she, she set a bad precedent by always giving it to Mitch early on. Mm -hmm. Everything early on was, yes, Mitch, that's right, Mitch. You can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. I'll still support you and say things are great. I think she set a bad precedent, but at least now she's standing up for herself. But when you make a comment like everyone supports you, Mitch, everyone supports what you do and what you say. No one more than you, Kristen. You were always Mitch's biggest supporter. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I think she's regretting maybe that. But Mitch, as you said, now encourages her. Be your true self. And I, I hope they'll make it. If they keep being honest with themselves like this and supportive. Yeah. No, I, I think they've, they've made... The most progress. Oh my gosh, the most. Of anyone, of anyone. So I'm rooting for them. I know Mitch can be an asshole, right? Yeah. Oh but yeah. I also think that he is truly there for her. I think he's like falling in love with her. He went 180 from the oh, wedding day. Yeah, completely. And so, and I don't want her to be hurt, but I want her to be happy. And hopefully they can make it. Let's see. Justin is proud of Mitch because he's seen a lot of, a lot of growth. And when he says that, you see Alexis like holding back tears. Mm -hmm. And Justin's like, what about you, baby? What about you? Ah. And Alexis is like, I don't want to talk. In this moment, I just, I just want to listen. And I thought that was great because like Alexis, I am over Justin's bullshit. Oh my gosh, I think so over. En enough is enough. And she tells the camera, I don't think Justin's making progress. So when I hear Justin praising other people for their progress, it's a little ridiculous. And Justin's like, you don't want to say anything about our marriage and she's like okay you want me to say something and Justin's like yeah like why don't you have anything to say 
And then you hear Lindy, I'm going to eat Tree's food if he doesn't, if he doesn't eat it. <laughs> Is that what she said? I yeah. missed it. I love yeah. that she calls him Tree. I think they all call him ah. Tree. Yeah. So Alexis goes, all right, Justin, I feel like you don't self-regulate. Like right now you're pouting and I need you to be consistent. I never know what person I'm going to get. It's just, it's, he's too emotional. I think it's wearing on her. He's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, that's the Lindy comment, right? That we heard the other week. It's yeah. Now it's applying to Justin and the back and forth is hurting her. She says, but Justin won't accept this. He, he won't hear this. He won't. Instead, he's crying once again, once again, once again. And Alexis goes to the bathroom, Stasha follows her, Justin goes outside, the cameras follow him. Yeah. He's crying. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm also over his BS. It's, he, this is terrible. He's, he doesn't act like an adult. This is the worst couple. Yes. This is the worst couple. And it's infuriating because I think it's the first couple that said, I love you. It yes. has to have been, right? Oh my gosh, no one's faster than Tree. So so, <laughs> so from first to worst, like that's why that's, very true. that's why it's so infuriating because it's bullshit. You're going to say, oh, I love you, I love you. You have the worst relationship, guys. Yes. And I put a lot of it on Justin yes. and his unregulated emotions. I think Alexis is right about that. And, and they should have pumped the brakes and not tried to go so hard because high highs, low lows. And we're experiencing mm-hmm. these low lows right now. Very low, but drama. So that's the episode. That's it. We got through it. It what was an episode. fun. I'm glad I could finally talk about it. I know, right? I'm hoping you guys enjoyed it. Again, sorry for the delay. But yes. we got it. We got it to you guys. And so thank you for bearing with us. I thought it was a it was a good episode. I had that to watch it. I had to watch it over two days, but I, I enjoyed it. And hope you guys enjoyed it too. Again, follow us on Instagram so you stay up to date with everything pod related. Follow us at Married to Reality Pod. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Now is a great time to sign up with all the single life apps coming, the Life After the Altar, mm-hmm. it's the Love is Blind episodes coming. Check it out, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Thank you again for the reviews, everyone who sent one in. We really appreciated it. If you're thinking about sending one in, please do. We love the love. And make sure you're following the podcast. So easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as any future drama. Because this season looks juicy. Big fans of drama over here. Big fans. All right. That is it. I've said it all. I've said it all. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.